fucking switch it. He said, don't confuse the fucking light bulb. Welcome, welcome, welcome again to Dear Me, Pendle Revisited. We're all the way along to episode nine now, uh, and we're going to be talking about Tales from the Touchline. Kenzie, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. Absolutely fantastic. I've been secretly looking forward to this episode from uh, a few behind-the-scenes sort of prep, prep work with certain people. But, um, yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing for this episode, mate. Yeah, and from that little uh, from that little spiel there, I think you'll guess, guys, that we've uh, that we've got a, we've got a guest. That, in fact, we've got two guests um, that are going to come on for a little chat um, shortly to talk about who were sort of staples along the touchline throughout throughout the Pendle years. Um, one as a one as a as a part time sort of fringe player, uh, and the other as a as a fan um throughout the years so it's uh it's gonna be fun but probably what was your, what was your um experience on the on the touchline kids because we probably had slightly different experiences I yeah said. i mean my, mine has a, a couple of different factors to it i mean fundamentally as a player i was pretty lucky that after a few games i was pretty solid in the pendle starting 11 most weeks unless it was coming back from injury or something like that but as a player i've Watching from the sideline, you always felt that obviously you wanted to come on and change the game if it weren't going well. And to watch Pendle was quite frustrating at times because, uh, you, you know, you just thought, you know, that's not working. They don't seem to be playing well. I actually found it more frustrating watching than being on the pitch when we weren't playing well because you feel you, you are giving it all. But from the sideline, you feel like oh, it's not going too well. What can we do? Let's get subs on, et cetera, et cetera. Um, moving on to sort of the organisation, maybe like assistant role to Paul later on in the years. It's always difficult when you're playing with friends to to make <laughs> subs or, um, you know, who you're going to bring on, who you're going to start, who you're going to upset, you know, especially when all your mates and your fellow players are paying to play as well. And I always found that diff- difficult. Um, always preferred Paul to make them sort of, them, well, at least the, the chats. Yeah, up and down experience at various times, but very entertaining more than anything from the sidelines and a good laugh more than anything. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I'm, I know the two guys who've got coming on are going to have got some cracking cracking stories to tell. I mean, my, my experience, I've, you know, I spent a bit of time as a sub sort of thing, um, you know, throughout throughout my time really at Pendle, probably until the, until the late years. And that was, you know, as I mentioned before, that's probably what sort of drove me to think, Right, I'll go in goal and try and get a bit of a starting nailed down starting place. But my my experience was I I always like to yeah Sunday league football. You're not um you're not afforded a professional linesman mm. um to come and uh, run the line. So obviously we we had to take up the job and it was one of the most frustrating <laughs> things that that we that we saw that we weren't really we were never really keen or people were never really keen to run no. the line. Um, but for me, I always enjoyed doing it. To be fair, um, and I think it was partly because you know then because when I then came on, I was then generally playing along the back four. Um, I say generally like I ever got anywhere fucking near playing midfield or up front. <laughs> but playing along the back four, it, it gave you a bit of an idea to to sort of stay in the game and keep it really keep an eye on what the what the strikers were doing and what their movement was like and wingers what they were doing. 
um, so that you could, you know, you could see what was going on a little bit. So you maybe felt you were a little bit more game ready once once you did come on um, as a sub. But yeah, it was a uh, it was a it was a wild time sort of down that sideline and the various chats and stuff that went on um, that were very much not anything to do with what the ga- what was happening on the game. So it'll be interesting to hear from a couple of guys who. Uh, Who'd heard, you know, who'd spent so much time in the sidelines yeah. to uh, to hear what they've sort of definitely got, so. and like obviously there's some funny moments, some you know positives. We had some unbelievable characters on the sideline, and do you know what? As much as we said before that we our biggest attendance was probably twelve, that was probably most of the time ten more than than any other team. We did have a good support. A lot of the girls come over and the parents and stuff, and obviously um, Pete and Rich, etc. We had a we did have a good support. Um, but a couple of negatives, you, you touched on like running the line and I always felt when you went in goal, it was really only left down to Paul or Dan to run the line. Our subs didn't fancy it, as you say, but, but also nah. what they didn't fancy doing is getting the balls for us at times. And I, I felt quite frustrated with that at times. And you know who you are, you didn't fancy uh, running to get the balls <laughs> or filling up the waters if they'd run out at half time, if anyone was on the bench. But um, But overall, when you're on that sideline, it is... It's just a different world in that 90 minutes. It really, really is. And we'd now like to welcome our second and third guest to uh, to the podcast uh, for DME Pendle Revisited. This Tales from the Touchline episode, we have got two gentlemen who spent a fair amount of time on the touchline. Um, firstly, Rob Stam, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Great to have you on. Um, we're going to be hearing some cracking stories from yourself as a as a player, um, player, yeah, player slash fan. Call it as. Should, should um, we say fan slash player? Yeah, mate, yeah, probably the best way around to put it. Uh, and you might have earned the uh, the deep menacing chuckle of Tony Cairns as well. Tony, how are you, mate? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? Thanks yeah, for being good, no, pleasure to have you on, mate. Pleasure to have you on. And your your story is uh is probably a little bit different. Um coming over to watch your uh well firstly one your your favourite son and then Dell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so it's uh that'd be a pleasure. So Rob, I'll start with you, mate. What was um what was your what was one of your favourite things about being on the uh, on the touchline? What was your experiences on the touchline for uh, for Pendle? Probably start off with as a, as a sub, maybe. Well, to be fair, right, my favourite bit for me is watching my mates play football. I actually enjoyed that, and uh, it was always good fun to watch the lads win or lose. They always, majority of the time, put in a lot of effort, and it was always entertaining to to watch, and it was always entertaining to listen. To the absolute carnage of certain things, like the nonsense that Tommy used to shout. <laughs> it, it was always it was always entertaining. Obviously, better when we won. But I used to really enjoy just watching the lads. Obviously, I wasn't uh, blessed with footballing talent. I think that went to my brother. What Joe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Obviously, yeah, it was. Um, you know, a lot of the time you were you were down as a sub sort of thing. Was you? Was you, you know, you were a named substitute um, who didn't or didn't often get on sometimes. But was was you expecting to get on? What was your? No, was your no, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say I was expecting to get on. I think it was more of a case of where I was working most Sundays. I could I couldn't get there most Sundays. And you've all seen me play football. 
No. Paul was probably looking at me a bit like, hmm. Yeah, we've got four, so we use the other three. Uh, <laughs> he was always ready. He was always doing that, oh, you always, know, uh, doing your little groin stretch, you know, trying to look a little bit ready, weren't you, on the yeah. sideline? I mean, you've seen my workouts. You know I work out good before the game, warm up. And Robbo, Robbo, how did you, um, how did you transfer sort of that sort of attitude of maybe not not getting on on a Sunday or not developing or showing the skills you had and then turning up on a cold Wednesday night at James Ornsby like Ron Aldino. <laughs> oh, I got, mate, the big pitch scares me. I don't like it. <laughs> You're just a half-pitch man. Yeah, I prefer closed spaces. <laughs> much better for me. I found it um, 11 aside. I don't know. I never played any football when I was younger. My dad took me once, and when he left, I cried, and he had to come back. Um, other than that, I've never actually – I never played any football until I met up with uh, Ryan and Tommy invited us over. And it's not for me. I'm not that – I just enjoy running around. And I felt when I came on, I did run about a lot. Didn't do anything, but I did run around a lot. I was always knackered at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> weren't we all, mate? Weren't we all? Um, <laughs> and – and Tone, what about you? What about yourself? Do you remember the, the first time you sort of when Reese had mentioned that um, he was playing for Pendle and maybe that you know you fancy coming over and watching me, Dad? I'm, I'm all right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, just a little bit of history. I mean, because I'm old, I'm up to an pubs. Going back to when the boys were young and they played football, it was it was lovely to go and see them. Just a love going and watch me boys. But you had that problem of your touchline tossers. <laughs> <laughs> you had that problem at Penn. <laughs> which, which was the parents, basically. You had, I mean, I've, I know a few referees, and they all said, refereeing kids' football was a fucking nightmare. Absolute <laughs> nightmare because of the parents. And I used to be, in fact, I used to stand there and watch them, a little bit of encouragement, not shouting and hollering, just wanted to watch the boys play football, rugby, whatever. And that was fine. But you always had the one who, if, if the truth was known, he was shit at school himself. He was shit at football. But he'd see it in his boy that his boy was a star. And every team's got them. And I suppose they still have to this day. So that sort of, that sort of put the, took the edge off watching the kids' football. Um, and then the boys went their different paths and they played rugby and this and that. And, that. and then they said about, uh, they mentioned Pendle, and I thought, well, they're a lot older now. So. And yeah, I come over and, and have a watch. And I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was absolutely brilliant that now watching basically grown men play football, having a crack, and a great bunch of blokes getting on with each other and then the laugh. And playing some good football, playing some shit football. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to love it. I used to really, really enjoy coming over. It was brilliant. And you know, from from our point of view, obviously, Tone, I've known you, I've known you for many years, sort of thing. So you was always a familiar face to me, anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think it was, you know, it's definitely nice for, for for players to sort of look over and you see, you know, a few people that are sort of willing to, you know, give up their time almost to come over and and, and watch um, and feel like you've got a bit of support in what you're doing, and people asking a shit about, you know, the. You're running your bollocks off. I, and again, I, I won't put myself in that one, but um, in terms of running my bollocks off, but you know, so it, it, it was nice to see. Um, 
do you have either of you? I mean, I suppose Rob, to start off with, any any sort of favourite characters that, that also roam the touchlines with you? <laughs> well, I, I think the main character is Big Pete. Big Petey Booth. Big <laughs> Peter Booth. I, I've never met a man like him, if I'm honest, Ryan. Um, <laughs> We used to wait at a touchline and Tone would already be there quite early, to be fair. And then Pete would turn up in that banged up van of his, <laughs> sometimes parking it on the pitch, getting Richard out, who was dressed back to front, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then put, put him on the touchline and just roam around causing trouble. <laughs> with Pete, with me, um, I remember playing on the pitch and... He's chatting to me about stuff down the pub or stuff at the meeting. <laughs> like, Pete, I'm I'm trying to play, and I think I think Dad, you've got a sto- story of Pete, haven't you? Well, <laughs> I, Pete used to make me laugh. When you say I used to come over and watch football, I used to watch as much as I could. <laughs> because Pete, Pete had a habit. Bless him, I love Pete a bit. Pete had a habit of talking, and you know the rules. Everyone knows the rules of football. You stand there watching the game. You stand shoulder to shoulder with someone. You're both watching the game. You can have a little chat. But with Pete, it was, I don't know what it was, but Pete was different. <laughs> I don't know if you people, but with me, he wanted to stand face on. <laughs> he stood a foot in front of me, talking to me, which was fine. But like you say, he's talking about this and he's showing me photos of the First World War and <laughs> all sorts of shit but it, it was fun I used to laugh and all I can say is I, used to, I normally used to stand round about the, top, the centre line and Pete's, Pete's face me so the, the middle half of the pitch I can't see right, yeah. all I can say I'm just glad he didn't have big ears because I wouldn't have been able to see the goals either <laughs> 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 but, uh, and he, he, he was, you know, he'd, be, he'd half the time, he'd probably be fucking standing on the pitch as well, Pete. Oh, yeah. He, he, wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he just had no sort of spatial awareness <laughs> to him, did he, in terms of where he was. He couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> what was he still doing? He was on the pitch most of the time. Buzz. Buzz. Fucking buzz. Yeah. Like someone mentioned uh, the other week, Pete done a lot for the club and... He, he raised money and, and all that. He was he was all right. He was yeah, yeah no, he, was a, he, he was funny. Um, any particular favourite favourite games that you had of, watched of uh, of ours that down the years? Again, start with you, Robbo. Um, I think ones that stick out to me is uh, I think one of you's mentioned it when you were talking about goals the other day. I I, I don't remember too many matches, but I remember when Tomo ran the full length of the pitch. And scored that header at the back post, which was brilliant for him. And uh, I, that's a game that sticks in my mind. And I, I remember the double header game where we lost the league. I remember that game quite quite vividly, if I'm honest. And I, I, I remember I can't really remember too much of the football because I weren't really involved in that. I was more <laughs> in, I was I, I remember like the places that we play. A few of the a few of the places that we went and played. I remember we played up against. I can't remember what the team was called. I believe it was in London and it must have been a cup game or something. And you all remember when we used to kick the ball long and Danny Spencer would shout out on your own, Jack, and he would sprint after it. <laughs> and this London team had a geezer that outrun Jack 
yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And I remember watching that because normally we were used to Jack getting to the ball first before anyone, and this geezer's absolutely rinsed him, really. I, certain things like that stick in my mind. Um, the cup final, but I was only there for half of it. I'm sure you mentioned that. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd forgotten. We haven't yet. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the actual the matches, I, I remember scoring my goal, only goal. Yeah, I, I remember that well, mate. That was one of my favourite goals. Yeah. Thank you, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. Bringing a bit of joy to people's lives. That's what you do, mate. It's what you do. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> but that, because obviously I didn't play in, in, in as many, and, and, and I'm not moaning about that I, I, at all, but it's, I don't remember the matches as much as uh, what you guys would for when you're, when you're in it. I remember certain goals and things, but it's just the experience of watching all you lads play and and the the comedy of it was absolutely at the time things could have been frustrating for people but then as you get older you can look back and laugh at certain things like when you said you got nutmegged from x amount of yards at the time you're frustrated but now we can all laugh about it and it's quite funny and i, I enjoy that side of it <laughs> definitely enjoy laughing at people <laughs> yeah definitely enjoy the charity matches i was good yeah you- i didn't time you flattened me in the first one. <laughs> Probably yeah, you, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you, you both got to run out in the uh, in the charity game sort of thing, and that was and that was a, another great thing, and we'll we'll definitely be talking about that um, in more detail in the future sort of thing, and and hopefully, fingers crossed, once all this coronavirus palaver is uh, has calmed down, we can we can arrange to do something um, to, uh, to to get everyone together again and, uh, and get a few drinks down the pub. But um, time, what about yourself? Any particular games that spring to mind for you? I mean, that was that was all good. That was all entertaining, whether good, bad, or whatever. I, I remember one game, and I'm sure it was just a friendly game against a, a, a bunch of youngsters. I don't know who arranged it. Mm. It was over Roarth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was just a friendly, and it was quite early on because you had uh, Dom was playing for you. <laughs> it's it a fair while ago, and. I can remember, and I don't know if you boys really realised how funny Paul Spencer was without realising it. <laughs> Paul was a very funny man, and I don't think he realised how funny he was with some of his his quips and his quotes. And I, I still remember standing on the touchline watching the game when it was going backwards and forwards. And Don, Don used to play midfield, but I, he wanted to play out in front for some reason. And I don't know who it was, but someone kept shouting at Dom, Dom, switch it, switch it. <laughs> and I'll stand next to Paul and he stood there, he went, fucking switch it. He said, Don can switch it with a fucking light bulb. Never <laughs> 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 a true word spoken. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was what, Christ, how many years ago? And I'm still telling you about it now because. I just, it was just, the timing, it was perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, just, you spoke about that game, so, and I've just remembered I fucking, it was the one time my Cruyff turn didn't fucking work there. I got robbed on fucking about 20 yards. I think we won about 5-1, but mm. the one was definitely me getting tackled about 20 yards in goal trying to Cruyff turn someone. Yeah. And is that, that <laughs> is that the pitch, is that the pitch, Ryan, that's, that will be in last week's episode, what you're talking about, they didn't have any facilities, I, I believe. No, no, I mean, that was the one Rob was talking about. That was the one with the spiders. Right. But, okay. the, but the, um, no, the, 
that that pitch, yeah, it's on the left hand side on Raw with Flight. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was the I think mean, that was the first time we had the uh, the woman ref. Yeah. From memory over there. Yeah. But um yeah, it was you know, some fun time. Any particular venues, I suppose, that um that you enjoyed I'd say, you know, one of the one of the big things for, for non league football that you'd rate it and I know from going to watch um Tilbury a few times when you were involved, Cairns, it was um Nice to go and see what sort of you know what sort of pub facilities and burgers and stuff. Didn't quite get that on a on a Sunday league, was there? Um, <laughs> and I, I'd ask you, Rob, but you very rarely dip your hand in your pocket. So, Tone, any, <laughs> any particular venues where where Fair. you used to go and watch and uh, enjoy the facilities and perhaps could get a bovril or a tea from from well, anywhere? I think the only the only place I can remember you used to be able to get a coffee or a bacon roll or something was um, over the Memorial Park at Wickford. Yeah. yeah, and just, just slip over there and get a get a coffee and a bacon roll. Mm. Um, oh, and, and the the other place over near the Chichester used to be able to get a bacon roll and all, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's sort of, I'm assuming remember their porter cabins. You could get get something. Another little tick in the facilities box. Yeah, <laughs> um, for the Chichester, other than the shite changing rooms that they had. Dad, you mentioned you mentioned Bill, uh, and he's one of the well, not him, but his dad is a is a famous name from the sideline. Um, good old Steve. I mean, Steve knew his shit, um, but from the sideline, he definitely knew his son. What was it like standing with 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 Steve? <laughs> I mean, going back to what I was saying earlier, when you get the touchline tossers, <laughs> now <laughs> these touchline tossers don't know their shit. Like you just said, they don't know their shit. But when you had your likes of Steve and your dad, your dad, Burge, he over there. They knew their shit. They knew their football. And then it was, yeah. But Steve used to make me laugh because he was, although he did used to praise you boys up, he used to praise Bill up immensely. <laughs> you know, and he's he wasn't doing that. But there was, there was one instance that I remember, and I just so I had to laugh. And this is another story I, I, I tell. So I tend to repeat stories a lot, but that's come to range. Um, and it was over a week for that show in the Memorial Park. And I can't remember who it was against, but the ball went out at the touch and it was just inside their arm. Bill took a quick throw down the line to Reese. Reese has run it down the line, whipped an amazing crossover to the back post, and Jay has smashed it in. Um, I think it was, was, it, was it? a brilliant goal, absolutely brilliant goal. And everyone was doing that. And all you heard from Steve was, Nice throw, Bill. And that was it, wasn't it? That was it alone. Yeah. Uh, it was classic. But yeah, I mean, bless him. He's, yeah, he, he was another one. He loved to come over and watch, watch you boys play football. Yeah, to be fair, it was good, good to hear him. Good vocal voice from the sideline, uh, to yeah. be fair to him. Yeah, and that's, like, that's what I was saying. People that know their stuff... Like you can be vocal and it be encouraging, whereas you get a lot of people that are vocal and it's just disheartening. Because yeah. they're, they're talking stuff that you think, hang on a minute, that ain't, that's not even possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you mentioned Whitford and, and Rob, obviously it was a happy hunting ground for you with, uh, with, your, with your one pendle goal um, coming over there. I mean, <laughs> With a cracking finish, sort of thing. So we, we give that a little mention, all we can. 
But the, the inaugural winner of the, the Pendle moment of the year um, came, I think, from uh, from that from that venue. Um, and Tony, you'll probably remember this. Uh, no, you remember this vividly. You've had you've had a you had a great view of it, no doubt. And that was uh, Paulie going arse over. <laughs> Do you know what? It's moments in history when you just wish you'd videoed it. <laughs> and it was just a classic moment. And it, Again, it was Paul and it was funny. He was running the line, which he used to have to do quite often because no one else wanted to do it. And it was, it used to get really wet and muddy over there, very wet. And he was, they was, they was on the attack, the other team. And he's running the line. All of a sudden, he stopped and like turned a foot and he's just gone arse over bollocks. <laughs> well, I'm sure the reason he stopped us. I'm sure he was flagging for an offside yeah. that was a yeah. goal yeah. from memory. But what was funny, <laughs> and he, he's hit the floor, but the flag was still stayed in the air. Stayed in the air, and everyone, all the their supporters and whoever was the other because I think he was over the the far touchline, virtually on his own. Yeah, it was over our side. Everyone was just pissing themselves <laughs> off. Yeah, because he, he never used to wear, you know, he sort of, when you talk about manager's attire, um, and, and Paulie went, you know, he was very much sort of, you know, the, the Brian Clough mould of sort of a just, just a standard jumper, um, you know, tracksuit bottoms. But he never, he never used to, you know, you'd have thought he'd have maybe invested in a pair. Maybe we should have bought him a pair. Um, <laughs> in a pair of nice Patricks or a nice yeah. pair of football boots. But he always had a, always just had trainers on. Yeah. He just he did, had no chance standing up over there. On that. Yeah, we, we got him the, 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 the black jacket one year. And then sometimes he went to the gillet. But the, the, the yeah. sort of the lower half wasn't really kitted out. No, no, no. Yeah, I definitely remember the jacket sort of in a few fur, a few, uh, few Wenger-esque moments where he couldn't quite do it up. The old long, long jacket. But, yeah, um, uh, it was. Uh, oh, it was one of the fucking funniest moments. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Excellent moment. It was. It's such a shame no one videoed that because I think yeah. that would have been on YouTube fame endlessly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's probably he's probably lucky we didn't, you know. I think given given we're doing this podcast now and uh, and sort of the way the way the game's gone, I'm sure we'd have ended up at some stage filming our games. Um, yeah, you know, hashtag United stuff. Yeah. We'd have been playing now, um, yeah. and yeah, so he's probably lucky that happened happened then and not ten years down the line yeah. and uh, immortalised on video. Yeah. But it's certainly a strong in, you know, everyone who was there on that day. Um, it'll definitely be in their minds. Uh, another massive, like, funny moment for me is one I I remember. But I think I think Robbo, I think you you remember this moment, and you still to this day talk about this moment with me. And uh, it's it's one about my fellow host, isn't it? Oh yes, I remember. We were over Barstable, and were they called Broadmain? Like yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I had that their fans were, as Ryan had told you, told you in the previous episode, quite vocal. Uh, they had a big, their manager, Ian, his name was, big geezer was skinhead and he, he was quite vocal. And Ryan had a free kick towards the side, towards the touchline, towards their fans. And one of them just shouted out, whipping a good ball fat and I'll give you a packet of cheese and onion. <laughs> and he, <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> might literally be the best thing I've ever heard on Sunday League. I mean, it's horrible for fun, but it did make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just excellent because we all know, you know, your, your love of crisps and the geezer didn't. Yeah. And that's what just makes it so fucking iconic at the moment. Yeah, but I think he shanked the crossing as well. <laughs> oh, mate, I, that day, I remember, I remember that game fucking, I think we lost. But I remember we got just, I was getting at, so I was playing left back over the opposite side, besides all of our, all of our support. They and they they were one of the sides that did have a big turnout sort of thing. They they did usually, you know, had a load of subs and there was some geezer. The, the manager was bad enough. They had a fucking mate who was like another geezer who was there just in the grey tracking tracksuit with like a fucking chicken hat on his head. You know, one of those fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he had like a Milwaukee chicken thing, and he's giving me dogs about me. And I'm like, you're fucking fat. You're not even got you've not even got a kit on. You're not even a fucking sub, <laughs> mate. He's absolutely laying into me. Yeah. And I, I was biting back, and I think Paul was probably over my side running a lot. He's going, no, you can't, you can't bite back, you can't just say. I was like, Paul, you're not the one getting abused. I'm paying a fine to fucking just get abused on the sideline by some fucking dickhead in a chicken. <laughs> fucking, yeah. yeah. I think that was when I went, oh fuck it, I'll go and go. <laughs> yeah, stay yeah. out of fucking abuse. Keep me away from the top. <laughs> They were one of the teams I remember playing. Their fans were always, always like that to, to players. Really, yeah. he used to all say sorts of stuff. But they had a guy up front. Was his name Des? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah, like big fair. He's quite a lot older than what we were, mm. but he was like one of the nicest, one of the nicest blokes we've probably played against. Really, he was a really nice guy to talk to. He was actually a good footballer, but the rest of their team were. The fans, especially, were um, nightmare, really. Yeah, we could have done with a bit of that from yourselves, really, giving yeah. giving it to the oppo a little bit. Yeah. Well, I was getting ready to go on, mate. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, because you, you <laughs> love confrontation, <laughs> don't you? Is there any other funny moments that you feel we may have missed, or anything you want to touch on? Just, just touching on what Rob just said about like what he was ready to go on from from a, a touchline dad. Um, I was told years ago. For fuck's sake, don't ever get involved and come on the pitch. You really appreciate it. And I must admit, there was it was a few times when I could have quite easily done some moves together. But um, you had respect because <laughs> I could just imagine Reese and Dell looking at me going, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you should have been doing it with Royce and Charlie fucking banging there fucking arguing yeah I mean I remember having one bit of a party and it funny enough it involved your sister and your granddad <laughs> yes I remember <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the team now but this bloke was an absolute fucking good it, it was Kingswood in the later years I was at Kingswood yeah, yeah. And, I mean your, your granddad he, he said the wrong thing he, he didn't mean it how it come out. Um, he said something about, like, take him right. out or something. Yeah, he wanted me to slide tackle the bloke. Yeah, the take team, his yeah. legs out. So, and the bloke said something to Granddad. So you just <laughs> jumped all over him and he had to go, uh, so and then I ended up sticking up for your sister. <laughs> so he was, he was on, so I only come over to watch football. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the day, me and, me and this bloke just kept our little words up and down the touchline. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking at me and saying, I'm, I'm a cop of me, I'm Al Bill. I said, well, that fucking figures. That's why he's such a twat. But 
Uh, it was funny. It's, it's all it's all banter, isn't it? It's all yeah. Yeah. I remember um, there, there's two things that stick out for experiences that happened to me was obviously I've mentioned I weren't very good. Uh, I remember one game I played. I came on obviously. It was on the first pitch we played on over uh, Holy Cross. Paul said, go and go up front and help Brandy out. And I got on, and about 30 seconds later, Brandy's knocked some geezer on the floor and got sent off. <laughs> and then I'm up I'm up front on my own without a clue what to do. <laughs> I think Ricky had already been sent off as well. And then there's nine of us, and I'm just running around like an headless chicken. <laughs> I remember that. And I remember over, mentioned the Chichester again, over there where I had to play a full 90 minutes and I was not ready for that. <laughs> yeah. And it absolutely ruined me. Robbo, you've been likened to many of uh, professional footballers during the ad podcast journey. I mean, how do you feel being likened to, you know, as the Makeda of Pendle or the, the, the Billy and Edinoff, as uh, Royce said? <laughs> <laughs> Big Royce. There's <laughs> uh, worse people I could be, uh, I could be compared to. Because uh, the way I used to have my sleeves, everyone called me Bloomquist from <laughs> United. Yeah. I, I had a bit of that going on. If only I could play like any of them, it yeah. would be all right. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, right, actually, you mentioned Tilbury earlier, and I, I won't mention no names, but, but one thing I did jot down in my notes for this episode, and I didn't think I'd get to say it, and it was a little thing that made me laugh, is um, when we was playing pro, he was he was sub for a while, and then he become I think their assistant or their manager, and he's gone over to form part of Tilbury's coaching staff now, and uh, he was just a bit of a cop to whoever it was in the pro game, and whoever it was, I don't know if it was Dell or, or or someone like that, a bit more vocal, was gone. Fuck off, Arge, as in Arge from uh, <laughs> Arge from Way is Essex, yeah, and and he had you know and he, he proper. He reminded you of Arge, and it's the little moments like that, little funny little, you know, we've had him on the pitch as well, as we know, like with Spino and that, with his comments over the years to people. Yeah. But that is like an opposition uh, sideline member just getting abused from us on the pitch. Little snippets <laughs> like that was, was absolutely fantastic. You know, the main reason for getting for getting you two on was you, you were the main two, really, aside from from Paul who we've got plans for but um, that was good <laughs> some good cracking stories that we've uh, that we brought up yeah thanks for uh, you both coming on and, and, and listening to both of these stories as many times as I've heard them before it's just it's just absolutely <laughs> fantastic and, and hopefully this is an episode where everyone's just sort of laughing throughout um, yeah, and it's it, it's been brilliant having you both on thank you mate I appreciate yeah, you inviting thanks for the invite it was, uh... It's nice. It's nice, and it's nice chatting about the old football. It's, it was brilliant. It was good days. Good days. It, it, absolutely yeah. fantastic. And uh, I used to enjoy staying on sidelines with you, Tom and Richard. Likewise, Bless him. Yeah. And well, as you've come on and done the podcast, when we uh, when we get the reunion match together, um, I'm sure me and Kenzie will be able to wangle you a couple of tickets because it'll be a sellout. <laughs> Uh, Definitely. So that's, that's too, you know, maybe even might be able to squeeze you into the squad and get yourself a game. Yeah, yeah, I'll still be good. I'll be So we come again to this week's top five feature. Uh, and this week we're going to be talking about our top five fringe players. Um, those players who spent a bit of time on the on the sideline or were, were sort of only partially involved maybe um, over the 
over the years. Um, and we've got, uh, on the basis of last week, we sort of thought, right, we'll carry on with just the, the amalgamated top five list that we've put together um, in, in no particular order. Kenzie, do you want to start us off? Yeah, and, and I think um, it, it's only fair we start off with um, with our guest, which was Rob. Um, Defo always been part of the the Pendle squad, the Pendle family, massive character. Just a shame for him, he, he couldn't play more, but um, a classic sort of fringe player, as you say, would never break into the starting 11, regular, but, you know, there or thereabouts. Yeah, did a job when he uh, when he needed to. Um, fantastic lad to have around the dressing room uh, and just have about the team. Generally, people were pleased to see him, um, probably including the opposition if they saw him in the starting lineup. But it was um, <laughs> it was no, it was it was a great lad to have around and definitely um, straight into the into our top five fringe players list. Yeah, absolutely um, superb. So the next name we'll mention is um, again someone. Who, who we've mentioned before and he's this probably wasn't because of um anything in his in his main patch and it's probably a little bit maybe a little bit harsh done by by putting him in this this but it, it would be Jimmy Abraham and it wasn't that he was a fringe player when he was about but um sort of towards the end he certainly done us a great service um when he was sort of dipping in and out work work wise um and it meant he he couldn't play as much and sort of Maybe when we were slightly strengthened, sort of thing, and he got a little bit older. Um, Couple of injuries knocking about. Yeah, as well. yeah. Um, but Jimmy was a, you know, did us a great, great service right up until uh, until he, he finally finished sort of playing with Pendle. Yeah, and he, he, I suppose Jim's position. There was a lot of competition for say them yeah. front front three places for our every, every season at Pendle, um, and like you've touched on, this is just. Uh, Sort of for, for his, his later years, but um, when, when he come on, whether it was a sub or, or uh, started the game, it was it was superb for us. Yeah, superb. Next on the list, um, we can go back down the legendary route now, and we can go to the very very start of our, our days at Pendle. Um, and you know, Dom was mentioned in, in, in the episode, but when you say Dom, you can't be too far away from saying Roger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Roger was a funny old character around Pendle, you know, did his bit when he played, but, he, you know, he didn't play a lot and, um, you know, his job probably got in the way and very infamous story surrounding his job at the time when, when we... Probably won't mention that one. <laughs> no, we probably won't. <laughs> and, um, no, he was, uh, yeah, lovely bloke, very funny man. Him and Dom taking the piss out of each other every week. But he was one of them that he... You know, when he come over, he, he generally probably would play uh, or at least, you know, play some part. But he, he wasn't there every week, like one in three, something like that in the first few seasons. But uh, good character, Roger. Oh, what an what a absolute champion and one of the nicest guys as well to have around around the place. He was, you know, I'm sure he went um, sure he went a little bit viral um, during Notting Hill Carnival one year um, when he was sort of in his, uh, in his uniform on the beat. Um, but he was having a little bop along and a little dance, and he was sort of like the dancing policeman. I remember him popping up yeah. on Facebook a little bit yeah. um, for that. But it was uh, nah, he was a he was a tremendous man around, and and I'll tell I'll tell the story now in case we never come to it. But the the story of uh, I was in the changing room. It was only me, Rog, and Dom in the changing room at the time, and uh, I remember asking Dom how many Dom how many kids have you got? 
And he was like, yeah, I got five. And he was like, Roger went, nah, six. And he went, nah, five. And he was like, Roger's like, no, six. You've got six kids. <laughs> oh, I've got five. And he started, and then Dom started cat naming them, counting them up. And he went, oh, yeah, shit, I've got six kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just classic. <laughs> fucking like, oh, my life. That's probably why fucking Dom was naked stroking one out in front of me as well as he tended to do. <laughs> <laughs> fucking carnage. Hmm. Um, but again, you know, I, I think the last the last two on the list are both absolute legends sort of thing and um, and definitely come into this sort of fringe player category, um, hence on the list. But um, he's got he's got a mention um, previously um, in the uh, I think in the episode when we were talking about some rogue post match. Um, activities, and that was Danny Inch. Oh, Danny Inch. Yeah, he was, you know, I, so the Tamuri kept spire um, for all you 90s fans of uh, of Pendle football. He was, um, in terms of his look, he, you know, had a great left foot. Um, was a, He was a decent player, really. You know, I, I always enjoyed playing him. Got great energy. Yeah, very left. strong. Yeah, and it was... Um, it was always one of those again, not about for not about all the time, sort of was in and out of the side because of that. Um, but uh, a great man, another fucking you know, just one. Of, and I think you know the the legacy almost the Pendle was just players who played with a bit of a smile on their face. Yeah, um, definitely. You know that was that was our that was our thing, and just had a laugh and enjoyed playing. And, and Danny Inch definitely comes into that category. Yeah, and when there is a character around Pendle, it just it just sets people off that are full of common comedy. You know, you can picture like yourself and and Tomo and and Rob and that people who will see Danny Inch and just just gravitate to him straight away. Just you know, because it's just a fantastic sort of fun atmosphere to be around. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And then lastly on the list come to uh, come to a great man um, again. You know, certainly Charity Day legend, but also just a bit of a legend. Um, you know, our ball ref, and, and that is Davy Howard. <laughs> Fucking absolute legend, Dave. And, and he'll be one that maybe thinks, you know, in our earlier days at Pendle, I mean, I'm not quite sure of when he joined and you know how many seasons he had at Pendle. But the reason he, he comes to my mind when we were talking about fringe players is that when our team started to evolve into sort of a more youthful, sort of deeper, stronger um, team, he, he was still knocking about and he's still done a fantastic job for us at right back. And it was almost if... if if Dave started, he actually felt quite sort of organised, quite yeah. like vocal at the back, and uh, he, he was absolutely brilliant to do do a role at right back if sort of Tomo weren't about Milbo etc. Like it was a brilliant player to have about in that sort of back half of the years. Yeah, he was a he was a wise head, wasn't he? And, and yeah. you know, we joke about the airball, but he was he was definitely one who was. He was he was never horrible. He was similar to Dan in you know yeah. very similar characters, weren't they? In that yeah. they were never horrible to refs. They try and get the refs on side and have a bit of a laugh with them and um, have a joke around sort of thing. And, and again, that's the sort of player we loved at Pendle sort of thing. People who have a laugh and a joke around and didn't take it. You know, wanted to win and wanted to wanted to play well and but would never take it too seriously and would have a laugh. And even if he has just shanked it straight out for a throw in or smashed it straight out for a throw in, he would be claiming. It was our ball, and he would be going. He was fucking our ball, ref, our ball, our ball, ref. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be going up big time, like trying to trying to get win with it. Never worked, obviously. Never no. worked. But he no. was a no, a great man to have around, and that and that sort of concludes our um our top five fringe players for Pendle. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, there's there's other people over the years that 
you could argue, you know, were fringe players or but you know, people that was there on and off for one season, um, don't really make the list. You want someone that every season, oh, you know, Dave Yard wants to come back over this year, like you know, he's he's about it's like, oh, that's good, you know, Danny Inch on and off and, and stuff like that. And as we say, Robbo was there throughout the, the 10 years or so, but yeah, brilliant list of, of fringe players and um, it's a, a very entertaining top five this week. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, like you say, it's those it's those players that signed on every year yeah. who, who were sort of signed on in case we needed someone to call in sort of thing, um, even when perhaps they, we didn't need them and they weren't in that core of sort of 12, 13, 14 that we've spoken about and mentioned, you know, they, they then made us up to Right, we can sign twenty players. Well, let's put down Davy Hours. Let's put down your Jim's, your Danny Inches towards the end there, where yeah. uh, whereby we needed needed an extra body here and there. So that brings us to the end of another episode of DME Pendle Revisited. A um, couple of cracking guests with Tony and Rob coming on um, to talk about their their life on the sideline. Um, it was, you know, some cracking stories, and I hope you'll all enjoyed it um, we've got a cracking little episode lined up again for next week um, it's going to be on some of Pendle's legends Kenzie what's your thoughts yeah I mean we, we've touched on probably most of the legends sort of throughout these episodes so far but we thought it was you know we spoke about different classes and different people the goal scorers the goalkeepers that sort of thing and I think it's time an episode on, on legends and sort of the reason why sort of Pendle begun and, and sort of these people that give us the good times and the good memories throughout popping back up when they could yeah plenty of legends to discuss um, probably a few rogues in there as well that were uh, that gained legend yeah. status perhaps for the wrong reasons but um, looking forward to, to getting in and chatting about uh, chatting about all these legends but um, for now Kenzie it's been a pleasure um, DME Pendle Revisited finished for, again for another week yeah and I'll see you next time Thank you.